Hey, I'm Asher. And I'm Jackson. And what you're about to listen to is strictly confidential. Oh, why is your voice so deep, buddy? Well, I've hit second puberty. Yeah? What's second puberty? It has completely rocked my body, and I am uncomfortable at all times. Yeah? But I already have a deal in public radio. I wonder if guests are going to think this is a different person. Rest assured, it is still I, your favorite co-host, Asher Freeman Murphy. So do you want to know what my intro topic was? And the Wombats are up at the half, 42 to 2, really stomping their opponents today. Oh, sorry, that just happens every now and again. I've never been interested in sports, and now it is the only thing I can think of in my wake and sleep. So do you want to know what I've been thinking about this week? (laughs) I've been thinking about how I don't understand the name Imagine Dragons. Okay. (laughs) Is it a call to action, or is it a noun? (laughs) I think it's a threat. (laughs) What do you mean? Like, use it in a sentence. See, now it's a difficult thing to do, isn't it? I was talking with my dad about it, and he said that he thinks it's a call to action. Like, if you were describing the kind of music, and somebody was like, so what kind of music do they play? And then you respond, well, imagine dragons. (laughs) Because it is a lot of screaming and a lot of of clinking sword sounds. I like that you only imagine dragons in a context of a, a fight with a knight. But I, so I, I've been thinking about this because it doesn't really make sense as a noun because imagine before a noun, the imagined. It should be imaginary dragons. Yeah. Like that's not an adjective. Yeah. And so I was trying to think of other bands that have verbs as their names. Um, and so I was looking through my list of most listened in the last like 10 years. Flogging Molly, maybe? See, but that's still like a, like a currently happening action. It's not like a, com- it's not a <laughs> command. Like there was, uh, the one I could think of was Bring Me the Horizon, which I would say is a heavy metal band, but every time I've ever said something's a heavy metal band, a real heavy metal fan is like, that's not real heavy metal. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which I think you could probably do with your current voice pretty well. But, so Imagine Dragons just seems like a very weird command to give somebody. I'm actually, I'm actually looking over at my record collection, seeing if there's anything that fits within this framework. And it's pretty <laughs> tough to even work out a joke, because it's like, Steve Miller Band. I, how am I going to Steve that Miller? Like, does it, it does, like the, the structure doesn't even work. Well, you want to know what we're talking about today? <laughs> See, now you just... <laughs> so now you just do the damn thing, and I kind of respect that. Because in my in your position, what I'm doing is I'm sweating, thinking like, okay, records, Steve Miller Band, Imagine Dragons. Is, How am I going to transition to that into fro- <laughs> frozen yogurt is the source of all disease? I like I have to figure out some way to bridge that gap. And you're just like, nah, now it's time for this. I don't like transitions. I mean, like, I don't mind when other people do them. But why would I put that much effort into a small set in a small segue when I could just be like, hey, uh, my words will segue us. That's a good point. (laughs) Work smarter, not harder. And I understand I do want to work hard for our fans, but I don't think any of these people care to hear me talk about how like, God damn it, you got me trying to make a transition. (laughs) 
Well, they, they just wouldn't put you on, on TV. Like, you wouldn't be on TV news because they'll be like, you'll have your co-host be like, good evening. And you'll be like, good evening? The bridge collapsed. In this economy? <laughs> There's potholes on 34th Street and we're saying good evening? Let's get to it. I could do a pretty good job, though, because all it really takes is, and now to Asher with the podcast topic. <laughs> that kind of transition is easy. That's true. I wish our episode today was about frozen yogurt. Instead, today our episode is about something much more sad. Oh, no. See, I transitioned. I mean, if you ever have frozen custard, froyo is already pretty depressing, but go ahead. Today's episode is about North Dakota. Fact or fiction? Well, if the, I'm thinking if there is a South Dakota, you gotta, like, that implies that there's a North Dakota, right? See, let me break your case wide open, though, because... West Virginia. Oh, shit. <laughs> New Jersey. Where's the old one? Are you going to do this voice the whole episode? I am not. I wouldn't do that to you. I wouldn't do that to our fans. I'm going to... Okay. <laughs> I just... For some... Something about it is impossible for me to take seriously. <laughs> and I, like, have a real topic here that I want to share. To dive deep into it, my research started with an article in the student newspaper of a small high school in Connecticut. I don't want to give too many details because there's a chance that the government could get involved and I don't want to sell anyone out on it, especially because this high school published this article in 2011. So that person's still pretty young. But this article is really funny to me for several reasons. One of them has to be that it starts off and one of the two sentences early on are these. Have you ever known a single person that has ever been to North Dakota? I assume all of your answers are no, because if they aren't, that kind of ruins my argument. <laughs> a very strong way to start from this Connecticut resident. And now I'm back to my youth. Oh, it's, it's good to see you back in first puberty. Yeah, I didn't know that could just fall off. Yeah, I, uh... Was it was it a physical fall off too? Like like your extra arm like fell down? Uh, well, I've already or something? Oh, I've already received an email from Fox Sports, and they are thanking me for my time with the company and hope that I find work elsewhere. Wow, they got news of that fast. Yeah, I didn't even uh, get the mug in the mail. Well, do you want to dive back into North Dakota? <laughs> yes, let's get back in. <laughs> I think we should present this with complete seriousness because I personally have never been to North Dakota. Have you? No, no chance. Do you have you heard people tell stories of going to North Dakota? No. Do you know the name of anything in North Dakota? Mount Rushmore? Oh shit, that's South Dakota, isn't it? South Dakota. Wow, <laughs> they don't even have the big rock. Well, if it means anything, neither do 48 other states. That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like the Dimitri Martin joke where the the not Denver t-shirt has a pretty big selling market. <laughs> it does, but I'm just saying, other states do have things, but South Dakota's one thing is the Big Face Rock, but it doesn't even have Big Face Rock. No, no Big Face Rock for North D. So, the reason this person doesn't believe it's real is because when they were 11, their family went on a road trip to Canada, and when they were going up through where South Dakota was, they went up through South Dakota, and when they got to where North Dakota was... 
it said, welcome to North Dakota. And then 50 feet past that, it said, welcome to Canada. So this person <laughs> believes that North Dakota is just a long 50 foot wide state. North so, Dakota is just almost Canada. It's just practically Canada. It's just barely enough space for anything but Canada. It's like a it's like a buffer between South Dakota and Canada. Yeah, why does Canada hate South Dakota so much? They had to invent a new state because they didn't want to be they didn't want to be touching. The reasoning here is where this high school student's like theology kind of completely falls apart. Her reasoning's batshit. What this person claims is that that space is actually used for Area 51 and the, nat- the national government counts it as its own state because it puts our state count up to 50, which is more impressive for some reason. It is. But then why not make Puerto Rico a state? Well, Jackson, you know why they won't make Puerto Rico a state. In this economy, with this president? But so this this whole thing kind of falls apart at that, or not this whole thing. I still don't fully believe North Dakota's real, but this initial argument, the way she represents how North Dakota exists as a 50-foot-wide state completely contrasts with the way she claims that it is also where Area 51 is. Does it? I, I mean, I guess. I, I don't know if they... I guess the uh, facility of that magnitude could not be... could. It just couldn't fit, right? Is that what you're saying? I think that's a big part of it. I. I mean, if they were to make it fit where it was like 50 feet wide, but then like a mile or two long or something, A, that would be an unbelievably long walk from office to office. But B, people would see that all the time and everybody would know that that is what North Dakota is. Um, as as, As soon as one person saw a building that was that wide that they didn't know what it was, they would ask questions. Check this out. Underground. Underground is a solution. Underground That's is true. a solution, and it has to be that long and skinny because UFOs don't just take up, take off straight up like you see in the movies, Jackson. This is real life. They need a runway, okay? Why do they need a runway, though? How do they fly? They got to they gotta travel to different galaxies. They got to get a little bit of a start. But if, if you—so are you telling me that UFOs aren't just like a disc— like they, we've always seen in movies and the the media. Jackson, I'm talking about real aliens here. I'm not talking about children stuff. So are you talking about alien spaceships, like the real ones, that look a little bit closer to human airplanes? Of course. Well, then, yeah, I, I do see how that would that would need that because they need to use the velocity. That's correct. That, but Area 51, that isn't that in Nevada? Uh, that's what we thought, but it could be in North Dakota. According to the Transformers series, uh, whatever was studying aliens was in uh, underneath the Hoover Dam, so it could be there. Well, one thing we know for sure that is that if the United States counts Nebraska as a state, it's just Calvin Ball out there. Like, literally anything goes. You can have a 50-foot-wide, many, many mile-long state. Alaska's a state. Why not? We don't give a shit. Like, let's put enough, like we can fit as many stars on this flag as we want. So, yeah... I get what you're saying, but I like I could name cities in Nebraska. Can you? I guess. Lincoln, uh, Nebraska. Omaha? Yeah, there. You and I just off the cuff named two of them. Dang. Can you name a city in North Dakota? I thought North Dakota didn't have any buildings. The only one I can name is Fargo, but that's because I've seen that movie a thousand times. And even in that movie, they're like, Fargo, Canada. 
What's interesting to me about this whole idea that North Dakota is fake or North Dakota isn't a real state or isn't like really there at all is that there's more to it than just this high schooler needing to fulfill the op-ed element of their school paper. Okay. Um, all of this comes down to a guy named John P. And I'm going to try and pronounce his name right. Rolkzinski. Nice. That sounds good. Uh, it sounds right. Um, and I pronounced every letter. Um, but we're just going to call him John P. He was 82 years old on the time of all this research in 2011. Um, so he claimed to be a North Dakota resident that believed that North Dakota wasn't a state. Okay, so where did he believe that he existed? North Dakota, but he didn't believe it was a state. This oh, is the, okay, 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 okay. I gotcha. So it gets into a bunch of legal mumbo jumbo that I didn't really read, but it basically claims that North Dakota's constitution is invalid because it doesn't acknowledge a part of the American constitution. Now, none of this part is really the interesting part. This was all fixed in an amendment to the North Dakota Constitution in 2012, but John died a couple years later claiming that there was still something wrong with the statehood because the East Border had some issue and that disqualified its statehood. His death seems extremely suspicious to me. Hmm. I understand he was old as hell. <laughs> okay. Which is how the doctor put it in his obituary, which I read. But... He also died in the middle of doing all of this research. Hmm. And I, I want to say that it couldn't be the case, but do you think there could be the, you could argue for the case that the American and maybe specifically the Dakotan government like eliminated him? I don't think that is out of the question. I want to be very hesitant in doing that because I realize that yes, this is a comedy show where we make jokes and jabs, um, and the government is real and John P's family and everything is real. But I think there's a good chance that he might have been eliminated because he believed that North Dakota was faking it. I'm going to do what I've had to do too many times in my adult life and look up a United States map to get a better sense of how many of them states we got. Okay, looking at this heavily artifact JPEG of our great nation, I see that the North Dakota is every bit as large as the South Dakota. They appear to be the same size. Now, I'm not suggesting that that can't be fudged a little bit, like when you see a flattened map of the Earth and Russia is about the size of the entirety of Africa. So there right. could be a little bit of distortion. As you go north, things appear bigger than they actually are. But uh, what's to stop them from just drawing the line in a different spot? So I think what... What makes me think that it could really be fake is that when I'm driving through a state or when I'm walking around in a state, I have no idea where the edge of that state is. Yeah. Right? I yeah. mean, this is all just this is all just human legislation. Sure. So like like when I'm driving to Wyoming, the only reason I know it's Wyoming is because there are signs that say welcome to Wyoming. There's not a giant ass line in the ground that's like this is Wyoming. Well, this is where you get the the distinction of the square states. So you got Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, Kansas, all the ones that don't look really good on a t-shirt is that usually you have like the Mississippi River, and that's a really obvious distinction between two areas of land. In this case, yeah. it's more or less just arbitrary. Like here's where the state starts, 
and you yep. take one step to your left, and you're now in South Dakota. Yeah, so it technically... So it does have a border that is a river, but that border is the right... Like, I'm, I said right. What I mean as an Eagle Scout is the east border, but that, that border is a river, but you could easily walk from Minnesota into what this map is saying North Dakota is and not know that it was North or South Dakota. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And so this whole thing is just getting me suspicious that North Dakota is there or at least is really like a state people live in or anything like that. There's another woman who I don't, I couldn't figure out if this was the same person who wrote the original argument, but I believe they're different because her theory has now changed very much. She believes that the state is there and that it's just farmland, but nobody lives in the state. People work there and there are a lot of secret military bases there, but nobody lives there. Okay, Jackson, I literally can't even make this up. I'm looking at this United States of America map for children. This is real. It's a, it's an educational kids placemat that has all the United States. And inside of each state, there's one thing that each state is known for. So Texas has a cowboy hat. Oklahoma has a cow. Louisiana has a saxophone. Hawaii's got a surfer dude. Continued. Idaho has a potato. Wyoming has these mountains. Colorado has skiing. The one and only state that has absolutely nothing in it is North Dakota. See, we're breaking North Dakota wide open. We need to start writing our wills now because apparently the government really cares about this. Even in even our kids are being educated to ignore that state. Like, don't pay attention to it. Don't worry about it. Nothing's there. No need to travel here. And so I'm... I. I Google mapped, no, I Google image searched United States of America map for children. And every single one of these maps for North Dakota, they either have nothing or they have a duck. <laughs> and I think you could argue that that is also really, truly, that's nothing. <laughs> because you know where else has ducks? Literally what? every other state has ducks. What's your favorite animal? A duck. That's literally nothing, kid. So North Dakota, um, United States tax haven, right? Let's really get into it. The only reason you would make up a state, I mean, 50 is a strong number. Why do you have to, um, you know, like establish a sketchy business on the Isle of Man when you can just say that your business is based in North Dakota and get those tax breaks? Yeah, so I think you could also... Well, I think people probably do that normally, <laughs> even if all of, even if everything we're talking about now is speculation, I think people probably do license their business places like North Dakota for tax breaks. But I think from a government standpoint, it would also allow you to have uh, just a place where you can throw stuff you don't need or stuff you don't care about or stuff you want to hide hmm. because there's nothing desirable about, wow. Uh, if any of our listeners are from North Dakota, Real quick side note, I want you to know that we don't have anything against your state. And secondly, why are you lying? Why are you lying? What do you Me? get from it? Oh, our listeners. Uh, but back to that, what I was saying was nobody has any reason to want to visit North Dakota. I wanted to give it that preface before I am incredibly mean to their state. It is <laughs> like, I didn't know until recently that Wyoming was gorgeous, but now I want to visit all the states around Wyoming. 
Uh, North Dakota, still not interested in. <laughs> I still have no interest in seeing any more goddamn ducks. And it's amazing because uh, their state couldn't even land the ducks as their as their state football team. The Oregon Ducks is the football team. Yeah, they got ducks. The only reason we believe that North Dakota is there is because we've been told that North Dakota is there, right? Yes. And a lot of our history, especially that we've discovered as adults, is written by people who want to portray a very specific method message with the history, right? Yes, that's fair. Like, a lot of history stuff has been whitewashed, and, like, we're not getting the full details. And that makes sense to an extent, because, like, I don't want to tell, like, six-year-olds about the slaughter of Native Americans. Because they're six. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that makes sense to an extent. But the only reason you and I know that North Dakota is North Dakota is because people have, we've grown up having people tell us North Dakota's there. I've never seen North Dakota. I've never been in North Dakota. I can't, I I don't think I've ever had a friend tell me, yo, I was in North Dakota the other day. It was awesome. I've never had like North Dakota based experiences. I think that North Dakota is a state. And I think that we cannot trust our government. So where does that leave me? I don't think those two things are mutually inclusive. (laughs) I don't think that if you do not trust our government, you also have to believe that North Dakota is not a state. Well, I'm looking at this United States map that uh, our government drew up and... (laughs) Yeah, right. Expect me to believe this? Do you have any more to that? <laughs> or is it just the whole idea? A healthy distrust in our government doesn't actually need any sort of like validation, Jackson. But I like, I like that you were like this big thing the government's telling me about. No. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. Not in my house. Well, I did just look up the flag of North Dakota, and it is just a white flag in black Helvetica that says North Dakota, parentheses, a real state, which seems kind of fishy if you ask me. Uh, we'll be selling those uh, t- on t-shirts on our website. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that of course, would the be distribution a per- center will be based in North Dakota for tax purposes. <clears throat> yeah, so that's why uh, these people believe that North Dakota's fake. I... I've bel- I've convinced myself doing research of a lot of our other theories. I truly do believe that there's a very good chance TV Wonder is not blind. I think North Dakota's probably real. It's probably real, but check this out. It's fake. Um, yeah, I don't care. That's fine. You can be fake. If you're not yeah. Hey, people in North Dakota. I'm just, now I'm looking just looking for a fight. <clears throat> Give me the deep voice again so I sound more intimidating. Hey, people from North Dakota. Your state is so BS it could just disappear and no one would notice. And with that said, in his extremely deep voice, uh, if you are from North Dakota, please send us a very strongly worded email about how you did not appreciate this episode because it made fun of your unvisitable state. You're going to have to wait a fortnight for that message to arrive on the back of a mule because I don't think they have electricity out there. Oh! (laughs) Oh damn! Get off the power grid, dude. I like to I like to do a little bit of skiing myself. And North Dakota, I think they just have to gather up all the trash that that other states have dumped into their state, 
cover it in snow and then ski on down that. But uh, we in Texas, not a lot of snow and uh, pretty dang flat. So I'm going to have to hit the Snopes. spent all this time giving a strong agricultural a North American Republican state of North Dakota a hard time. Let's give California a hard time. They really deserve it. So the California state flag, uh, you've probably seen it on a hoodie or two. I hear that they sell some t-shirts with California Republic. And you can probably picture it right away. You got the red stripe on the bottom, the sketch of the grizzly bear, California Republic, and then the one little red star in the top left corner. It's but a good flag. It's a great flag, and it does make a good t-shirt, even if you don't live anywhere near the West Coast. But uh, what if that flag was entirely a mistake? And I don't just mean artistically. The design of the California state flag was based on a complete error on the designer's part. This is, the, uh, mm. this, is, this is what has been told, at least. So let's go over here to the 50states.com. There's a little blurb about the California state flag that seems to think otherwise. Historic bear flag raised at Sonoma in June 14th, 1846. Apologies for my... Def- my uh, pronunciation of Sonoma. I don't think that's right. So a group of American settlers in revolt against Mexican rule raised this flag. It was designed by William Todd on a piece of new unbleached cotton. An important tidbit for you. The star was an imitation of the Lone Star State of Texas. Yeah! And the grizzly bear represented the many bears that had been seen in the state. The words California Republic were placed beneath the star and the bear just in case you didn't get it. And it was adopted in 1911 uh, by this 1911 state legislator as the state flag. Okay, um, but let's really think about that design process. So the grizzly bear, I mean, personally, I don't really think of grizzly bears when I think of California. Um, and I really shouldn't because grizzly bears and black bears haven't really been seen in California since 1910. Oh, really? Now, you can say, well, it's the, the reason they have a bear on their flag, the state that's known for its beaches, is because that's their state animal. But it didn't become their state animal until the 50s, which is about 30, 40 years after the last grizzly bear was even seen there. And it, essentially, it became the state animal because it was on the flag. It's the other way around. And the idea that you would put, like, it, it the, the bear is so iconic to California because at the time they had seen a few around is insanity. Like, they had just seen sand, and they're like, well, that's kind of hard to draw. But they had seen a bear, and they're like, yeah, that represents our entire state. Go ahead and slap it on there. So I think it's a little fishy. I don't think that's out of character for America, though, because... Uh... You know the term American Indian? <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> About to make a very poignant point. Actually, you don't even have to. I can make that leap myself. 
But uh, most Americans are familiar with the basics of the Texas Revolution. Uh, you know, leads to the Alamo. You got the Republic of Texas, becomes the state of Texas. Uh, the story of the 1846 revolt in California is far less well-known. It began in uh, 1846. A small but heavily armed group of 33 American settlers, they approached the home of General Mariano uh, Vallejo. He's a Mexican commander in uh, California at the time because much like in the state of uh, the Texas Republic, there was a war with Mexico for this territory. So this group, this 33 Americans showed up pounded on the door and demanded surrender of the Sonoma Plaza fortress to them. Vallejo, who was actually an advocate for the American annexation of California, despite his nationality, told the intruders he was sympathetic to their cause. And uh, nonetheless, they placed him under arrest and shipped him off to be held at Sutter's Fort. The rebels quickly decided to raise a new flag over the plaza to announce their victory. So, so here's why you haven't heard of this, because the Alamo is this harrowing story of american sacrifice albeit they may or may not have been in the right and the uh the great battle of sonoma was literally hey hey give us this fort and he's like yeah dude you i mean you got it and that was the entirety of the exchange so it wasn't super valiant is what you're saying yeah it does <laughs> Even the, the, the commander they were in combat with was like, yeah, dude, California's yours. You should have it. I'm with you. You know, you know what state this sounds more in line with? North Dakota. <laughs> it does. It's rolled over. So the rebels quickly decided to raise a flag over the plaza to announce their victory, which resulted in a hurried discussion about the composition of the banner. Because I don't think they expected to win that easily like they came heavily armed and the dude was like yup and he just bailed out they're like oh uh shit well i guess we won and now we need to we need a flag to say that we've won so most agreed it would feature something physically symbolic of california and distinctly non-mexican so uh they couldn't really reach a consensus on what this symbol should be but um they broke the deadlock by suggesting, not too gently, that the banner should include a symbol that is reflective of the lush agricultural regions in North California, because that's something that you could not find in Mexico. And so they decided that they should have an illustration of one of their delicious fruits that you can only get in California. So they hurriedly assembled a rough prototype for their banner. They took a rectangular piece of uh, light brown muslin and tore a strip of a red petticoat, which is supposed to be reminiscent of the American flag. They put the star on there as a little nod to Texas, hell yeah. They put California Republic on there because they weren't too confident in their graphic design. And then uh, finally, they sent this flag off to the, as we mentioned before, William L. Todd, along with the instructions to paint a large image of the iconic California fruit, the pear. So in the large, empty portion of the banner, they just left it blank so he could do his work. But Todd actually misread the note. Whether it's bad handwriting, poor spelling, smeared ink, or just a, a very tragic case of dyslexia, he thought for sure that pear was spelled bear, and he drew essentially a sausage with four legs to make the very first California pear bear. That's incredible. Not able to make edits in time, to, and they didn't have the pair that they wanted. Instead, they get the flag back, and it's this, it, I mean, it looks like a capybara, really. 
but they hoisted the flag anyway because they needed to have something flying above the plaza, despite the error, and they intended to remake the flag as soon as possible because to them it was kind of embarrassing. But the issue became moot within a, mo- uh, within a month. The American squadron uh, captured California's then capital, Monterey, proclaimed California as a whole to be an American territory, and that brought an end to the very short-lived California Republic. But uh, when they decided in 1911 they would create the official state flag, they're like, we're going to bring it way back to the classic and remake the first flag, which is the California pear misrepresented as a California bear. So it is absolutely true that there's supposed to be a piece of delicious fresh fruit, but instead there's a grizzly bear, even though you'll never see one of those in the entire state of California. Is there a community of people that like truly believe that a version with the pear is the real flag? Well, I mean, the version of the pear is what it was supposed to be. They did not ever get around to making it, although there are several mock-ups online, which aren't very good. I feel like we could probably do a better job in a, a couple hours, but um, I got to admit, even though it is more distinctly California, just seeing a pear flopped on the ground is not quite as heroic it's kind of it's funny that we both ended up bringing state specific ones today it is but the next time you see that one douchebag you don't like who's never been to california wearing a california republic t-shirt you can uh you have some ammunition because now you can say read much if i don't at least pretend to dislike california i will be removed from this state it is for my own protection you must understand well that's all i've got uh, you want to tell people uh, about our theme song? About our, about, 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 about our theme song? About our theme song? Well, if we were a state... About our, about our theme song? <laughs> I'm doing work over here. Uh, about our theme song? If Strictly Confidential were a state, we'd, uh, we'd have our own national anthem. And that would be Threadbare, off the album Burn of Proof by Glenn Merle. You can check it out on Spotify. Check it out on iTunes. Thanks to him for that track. He is the intro and the outro. Also, shout-outs to Connor Voigt for the Hit the Snopes theme song that you heard just moments ago. Really appreciate that jam as well. If you like our show, which I hope you do because we love making it for you, and you want to follow us on social media, our Instagram is Strictly Confidential Show, and our Twitter is S Confident Show. And if you want to shoot us anything, whether it be a funny GIF, a funny video, a fun theory we could do, or anything if you want to be on our show even we've had a couple people reach out like that you can reach out to us at strictly confidential show at gmail.com we've had some interviewees in the past and that's been really fun so we would love to interview you and like jack said just take your ideas and run with them and i think both of us uh, feel pretty good about doing a good job of interviewing and making people feel comfortable i don't think anybody we've interviewed so far has been interviewed on a show like this so if you yeah. feel nervous about it just let us know. Yeah, and we haven't had any duds yet either. They're both really good. And uh, tell your best friend about the show. You made it this far, and if you're even listening to this, you're a true fan. Why not go make another true fan if you like us so much? Um, and then I... Word of mouth is just the best way uh, we can get the show out there. Is that the last thing we have? That's it, man. So, as always, this has been Strictly Confidential. I'm Jackson. I'm Asher. And as always, stay out of North Dakota. We are always saying that. Yeah, I didn't know why until now, but makes sense. <laughs> <laughs>